have joining us on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. We have a friend of the show joining us, Brian Bradford, uh, who has been in our studio. He brought us treats one day with another friend of the show, so he Carla. Gets special treatment. Um, but we reached out to him. Bradley, do you want to explain a little bit about why we reached out to Brian today? Well, Brian, we'll let um we should let him describe it. Okay. But Brian, you live in the community that's been most affected over the last twenty four to forty eight hours. You're you're actually not that far from where I'm at, or Colleen, for that matter. So you've had sort mm-hmm. of a, I, I mean, I don't know what better term to use, bird's eye view of um, a lot of the activity over the last 24, 48 hours. And as a, a member of the community, I just feel like um, it seemed a no-brainer that we should check in with you. Well, I, I appreciate that, and, and thanks a lot. And, uh, yeah, I'm happy to share, and, and thanks for the invitation to talk about it, because uh, it's interesting that, that bird's eye view, because uh, my partner and I live, or we're at least quarantining for the last mm-hmm. 11 weeks um, at a condo here at the uh, Midtown Commons building, which houses the Midtown Global Market. So mm-hmm. for those pretty familiar with Minneapolis, it's right at the intersection of Chicago and Lake, mm-hmm. and uh, it's the big old Sears building, right. uh, for those that need that point of reference. But yeah, the market, everyone seems to know, and yeah, so it's been it's been interesting uh, to be here the, the last couple of days, which I should also mention, uh, this intersection where we are is only eight blocks uh, from 38th and Chicago, right. uh, where George Floyd uh, lost his life. I mean, it really is like, and and you're, I mean, I don't know how many floors up you are, but no doubt you were, you know, you were sort of above it all. So you can probably see kind of reaching in both, you know, in all directions uh, as the city was burning. um, You know, can you tell us a little bit about the sensations that you felt or the things that you saw um, both last night and the night before and, and did it you know, did it feel different from night to night? Uh, yeah, that's a great question, Colleen. It did feel different. Last night was, uh, I, I stayed up very late. Um, I watched the mayor's press conference. I was up that late and then continued to just stay up, got a couple of hours of sleep, and then woke up this morning uh, to discover that the family dollar that's at the intersection of Tenton Lake was on fire mm-hmm. um, late, late last night, about one thirty, right after the mayor's press conference, saw that there was a O'Reilly Auto Parts down the street that was on fire and that the poli- uh, fire trucks had responded and they were in the street and there were some also people walking around, but you could see that smoke. And I should say we're on the 11th floor of the building. And also this morning, watching the news, saw a traffic cam and saw a fire that was burning not far from Interstate 94. And we could see that, you know, plume of smoke. And then later this morning, I went out to go take in the family dollars scene a little bit more closely. And you could smell the, um, you know, just the burning embers of what a building smells like after it's burned in the hallway. And you know, we're 11 floors up that continued all the way down to the first floor. So the smoke, the smell was in the building, although the building hadn't suffered very much damage. Flashing back to Wednesday uh, night, um, that was the night a lot of looting happened in the neighborhood. Um, you know, all the stores, a lot of uh, windows were broken out. People were 
um, upset. We had gone for a walk about 8.30 on Tuesday evening and saw the movement on the street was a little bit unique. So we went back inside and came back in just to, you know, be careful about our own safety. Mm-hmm. No one was, nothing happened to us, but mm-hmm. just moving and you saw people carrying things. So you, you recognize what that means. And um, Wednesday night, I think we were a little bit more on edge um, just because you, we didn't know what was happening mm-hmm. and you didn't know. And then you wake up the next morning and Wednesday morning went out and snapped some photos and just saw the damage. But I do want to uh, say one uh, bright spot was Ken, who works the security here at the, the, Mid, at the Midtown Exchange building. He was working the overnight shift that first night of um, the looting and one of the windows was broken at the market. Ken went and stood in the window oh my and made sure no one came in the building, made sure that no looting happened. So we are, we're really thankful for the security folks here and, and Ken especially. His picture was in the newspaper. So wow. um, we're really grateful for that. Um, so we've been safe and we've felt secure. And um, I'll say this real quick. I'm a native uh, Southerner, so I've had a lot of friends from a lot of other places reach out to me just checking on our safety and security, and that's meant a lot, as well as a lot of friends here uh, in uh, uh, Minnesota. Yeah, it's all the... It's been good. Uh, little... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I, I was just... Oh, no, it's, it's you're just a little... Oh, go ahead, Bradley. You got it. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, Brian, and I'm sorry. Um, you know, technology is fun, and <laughs> these times are weird. Um, and who's got any sleep lately? Um, I was just going to say that um, it's it's been interesting as a person who's not from here per se, meaning um, people who, you know, never want to come see you in Minnesota because it's cold and, you know, um, <laughs> and stuff. All of a sudden, you know, people have been reaching out the last um, few days to, to check in and... and um, it's just been, you know, I wish it were under better circumstances and I wish they would reach out more regularly, but, but that has been uh, one gratitude moment. Yeah. Or even come visit us, you know? Yes. I mean, <laughs> um, yeah. Just, just come visit us. But no, it's been fantastic to have, um, you know, their friendship, their support, their kindness, their love. I made a little bit of fun of my brother and sister because, um, they're good people, but we just talk about things weirdly. So they were a little delayed in the checking in, but like 530 this morning, I got a text message from my brother. Like, did you just see what happened on CNN? Uh, uh, and I was like, okay, so he's completely plugged in. Now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But he's also aware that we're on Lake street that, you know, he was checking. So mm-hmm. he, he, he gets it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it'd be nice if they come in, visit, but it's all good. I did want to ask you, um, Brian, as somebody who is not necessarily a native Minnesotan, uh, or Minneapolitan, how, yeah. you know, and you likely have connections then with people from all over the country. Are you, how are people responding as they sort of are on the outside looking in at the experience that you are literally mm-hmm. in? Yeah, it's a variety of ways, Colleen. And, and, you know, as a black male, you know, and living in Minneapolis and Minnesota, you kind of get that first question, like, you know, are you moving to Minnesota? And yes, the answer was to that. And it's been a variety of uh, perspectives, but there's been a consistent theme of of, of, of extreme frustration. Um, 
you know, people are upset. Um, they're, they're irked. They're mad. Um, they don't understand why. I think why has been the most popular question. And that's, I think, the one that we all almost struggle with. And there's a lot of identity that gets caught in, uh, or comes up rather, a lot of identity that comes up in moments like this because I do, you know, process this as, uh, you know, what my image presents and what people think that you should be thinking. Um, but I, for myself, yesterday even describing this, um, I, you know, my partner and I both are working from home. He's in the office. I'm in the living room. That's our setup. And, I was almost catatonic yesterday. I didn't really want to talk. I didn't really want to function, but I had a bunch of big work things to make happen. So they happened. Um, but for me, I needed to feel just like almost nothing to be able to re-engage and re-empathize because I didn't want to just be mad. I didn't mm-hmm. just want to be angry. I needed to feel more. I needed to feel like, once I get to the point of having, you know, a solution in place or discussing what options exist for how we rebuild, how we renew, how we restore, how we actually hear and listen to what and really take in and really communicate as neighbors, as community people, as as friends in some cases, and as complete strangers, but how we really invest in making sure that the next steps aren't just simply systematic and programmatic, that we're really invested in being sincere and honest and real with each other to understand the discomfort, the pain, the anguish, the years, the history of of um, punishment and of disengagement and the years and history of um inequity. Mm-hmm. You know, what is it that we do next really as a real community and really listen and really hear one another. So today I feel a lot better. Yesterday was kind of ugly. Tuesday, I think I was spending a lot of time, you know, understanding what happened on the video complicated by what had happened in New York city mm-hmm. and with the gentleman there and the dog mm-hmm. and the other young lady. Mm-hmm. And not to mention what one of the presidential candidates, mentioned in his comments last week in reference to black people. So it's been a rough, you know, go of it. Um, But for myself, I had to find the steadiness and that network of people both Mm. here and externally have been helpful in helping me balance and provide a little perspective to remain in a place that I'm forward thinking and productive but yet completely listening and available and understanding what is happening and why it's happening. Wow. Brian, thank you so much. <laughs> why haven't we talked to you I know. Sooner? Honestly, thank you so much for, for <laughs> sort of sharing. We were too busy eating ice cream last uh, time. That's true. 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 <laughs> we're, we're so thankful for you kind of bringing us along on, on that journey and sharing with us your perspective. Brian, um, we thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. And uh, hopefully... It means a lot. Next time we talk, hopefully it'll be under uh, better circumstances, but you've taught us a lot and now is really a time to be open and and listen. And um, we're thankful that we had this time with you. Hopefully we can talk in person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hopefully so. And thank you all for making the time too. And thanks to everybody at my talk for all that you're making happen. And 
being a, a light and keeping it, you know, not so heavy and kind of fun and mm-hmm. um, something uh, to diversify our minds, but with a sensitivity to it all. So thank you. Oh, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. That was Brian Bradford. He's a friend of the show. We're thankful to him for joining us, uh, kind of giving us a little literal perspective yeah. uh, in many ways and also a figurative perspective. Um, he uh, was sharing what he was able to see with his eyes from uh, the Midtown Exchange building uh, that sort of sits kind of at the at the point of the triangle between a lot of the areas of focus I, right now. I just love his ability to reflect already on like, each day oh my over the last week because I I can't they are all running <laughs> together I don't even I am, remember how I felt two days ago I don't know that I would be able to put um, that into words it was beautiful when we, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show we are going to be speaking with Matt Kazinka from the Lake Street Council uh, if you are able to right now go to the website we love Lake that's what we'll be talking about when we come back after this on my talk 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And I think a lot of people who probably have never really actually driven from end to end end of Lake Street are hearing a lot about Lake Street recently. Uh, and for those of us who are in the know and have loved Lake Street for a long, long time, um, are um are so sad that this is the way people are learning about Lake Street. But we have somebody joining us today from the Lake Street Council. Website is welovelakestreet.com. Matt Kazinka to help share with us how we can help this street, this area that we love so much. Hello, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hi, Hi, Colleen. Hi, Bradley. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. We're so excited to um, have you join us. We've been talking about the website that uh, has been set up. We love lakestreet.com because. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready to eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. In moments like these, obviously we're trying to figure out what's actually going on and stay safe. All of those things are important, but... We also like um, to give our listeners resources and ways they can help those who are affected. And this is such a wonderful way. If you could tell us a little bit about what WeLoveLakeStreet.com is and how it's uh, real-time helping people. Absolutely. I'd love to. Um, 
So, as you know, it's been a difficult time on Lake Street recently. Um, there's a lot of anger and fear in the community right now and folks looking for justice. And um, uh, that has, you know, ended up with a lot of challenges for businesses in the Lake Street corridor right now. And so we as the Lake Street Council, our um, work is to support businesses and nonprofits throughout the corridor. Uh, there's a lot of folks um, who are on the street. It's a six-mile-long corridor, incredibly diverse, and just full of so many fascinating, amazing destinations uh, and community organizations and, and businesses that are really rooted. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we've been supporting businesses since the late 60s, um, but in times like these and moments of crisis, um, we really wanted to step up and figure out what we can do and how we can help community members and people who care about Lake Street um, be a part of helping helping businesses weather this challenge. Um, just looking at, you know, the, the types of repairs and unexpected costs and, and uh, work that businesses are going to need to do to in order to reopen um, and be able to continue serving our community. Um, we wanted to play a part in that. And so we set up We Love Lake Street as a portal for people to uh, make a financial contribution towards the rebuilding effort that's going to happen um, over the coming weeks. Um, so uh, it's been amazing so far hearing the response that we've had. Um, right now, my last update is that we are have raised in a little over 24 hours. We've raised $217,000, and that just wow. keeps going up. It's wonderful. Um, I mean, it's been doubling since we've been on the air. I can tell you, we we've been checking the website, and I, I just yeah. I just donated. So, uh, you know, and oh, I and, and I do want to just say, I just donated as we started talking to you. That's how quickly uh, you can do it. And so, for those who are sitting right now at their computers, um, thinking about, um, you know, we've talked a little bit about how sometimes the hot take is the easiest thing to to come out of your mouth, uh, but you really got to start moving and you don't need, you, you can't let what's going on get in your way of, of working through what we're, what we're facing right now. And this is a great way to do it. Just open up a browser and give a little to we love lake street, uh, .com. Um, we've said for a long time in my family, uh, Matt, that, um, lake street is like the main street of Minneapolis it's the best way to see kind of what's going on in Minneapolis. You get the, a full idea of what the tapestry of Minneapolis looks like when you go from end to end on Lake Street. And so this is truly a, a, a good cause to be able to give to right now for businesses that were already struggling because of COVID-19 now truly have to rebuild. That's right. You know, Lake Street, uh, there's so many things that you could say about Lake Street, but um, personally, I love, you know, just thinking about how how it has grown into what it is today. It's always been a corridor that has been home to new immigrants from the Scandinavian and, and German and Greek immigrants, um, you know, a century ago now to uh, new immigrant communities that are, are a huge part of the community today um, that have um, made Lake Street their home and, and made it a welcoming place for everyone. Um, and these are the businesses that are, um, you know, uh, pillars of our community. They, they are so important to uh, the neighbors that surround them, the folks that visit Lake Street for shopping or for a fun night out. Um, it's, 
there's just so much here that is worth um, supporting and trying to maintain. And um, we're really happy that, you know, uh, I think it, it, it speaks for itself that so many folks have, have come to donate and support uh, businesses in this time right now. They understand that a business isn't just um, a place, uh, it isn't just, you know, uh, an entity for one person or one family to make some money. It is uh, a place where people meet and build community and build relationships um, and, you know, get the things that they need and care for each other. And, um, you know, that's what, that's what Lake Street is. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, anything that people can do to, to help support it right now is really going to make the difference. It's in a couple of days where we've had a lot of challenging news and we've been trying to talk to our businesses and, and respond to them, meet their needs, find out what, what's going on. This has been sort of the one glimmer of hope we've been able to share is that, um, you know, in just in just a little amount of time, we've we've brought in so much support um, that over the next coming weeks, we'll be able to um, share with them and help them weather some of this challenge. Awesome. And Matt, just as we um, wrap up, I was just going to ask you to, again, remind us the easiest way to contribute um, for the businesses on Lake Street and then what those contributions are actually going to do. Absolutely. So the easiest way, again, that website, uh, www.welovelakestreet.com. Um, that, uh, we've got several ways for people to give. They're all laid out there. PayPal, credit card, send a check, whatever is good for you. Um, and ways to contact us if you need that. Um, and, uh, on that, you know, um, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll be able to find um, all the ways that you can support awesome. through that. And that money is going to go towards helping people um, uh, pay insurance deductibles for the damages that they've, re- they've had or, or do repairs to their building or just to figure out how they can rehire and reopen. Thank you Matt, so much. We have you. to run. Yeah, we do. Thank you. We'll have Matt Belanger with us after this on The Colleen and Bradley Show. Well, our friend Matt Belanger is sticking with us on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. And um, Matt Belanger. Hello. It's Matt Belanger. Good afternoon. It's hard yeah. to not sing that. So when much we see to you. talk about. It's like we could have a talk show or something. About, oh, look at that. Day. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but I know that you do have some more information yeah. about some of the stuff that's happening outside right now, of yeah. where we are right now. And yeah. I think people want to know that. They want to kind of where. Where's 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 things happening at the very moment? And so I have a little checklist here. First, everyone should know uh, that there is a large, peaceful demonstration gathering. People are speaking. That's happening at the plaza in downtown Minneapolis, right between the county building and, and city hall. Yes, and and, and there are people ha- speaking inside. There is a, a gathering outside again, nonviolent, uh, and so that is happening. Um, and you know, it's a situation we can continue to watch. But uh, but again, downtown Minneapolis, a, a place right now where there is activity. Also, you should know that the National Guard and soldiers are standing alongside members of law enforcement in South Minneapolis along Lake Street. Of course, where some of the largest demonstrations mm-hmm. have happened, and some of the, sadly some of the worst destruction has taken place. Those those soldiers are still there and what the update we got from the state's adjutant general is they're going to stay there to secure that area for the foreseeable future okay clear you know a lot you can imagine on the minds of state leaders and Mm -hmm. and what's going to happen uh you know maybe this news of the charges being Mm -hmm. brought against 
uh, uh, Derek Chauvin will will quell some of the unrest, but who knows? And so right. the, the guards are going to stay there. And uh, and we did know that earlier today, uh, they did indicate state leaders as they spoke from St. Paul that they were thinking about the possibility of putting a curfew into place. Okay. And, and so to be fully transparent with you, yeah. that's the email I'm waiting for yes. because we, we, we believe we're going to get an update on whether there's going to be a curfew yep. and we're going to get some clarity about you know, what who's that under the curfew and you know, mm-hmm. where are the borders for it, what time. Mm-hmm. And so we don't, we want to just, we want to bring that to you as soon as we know. But mm-hmm. um, and so in tr- for transparency's sake, I'm just telling you that's what I'm waiting for. But Perfect. Yeah. And, and, and then, we're going to continue to wait with you. Sure. And also I know that you're going to join Lori and Julia. Yeah. Um, and so when that email comes, please wave your hands wildly. <laughs> sure. We are going to take a second though. And Bradley, if you would introduce our next guest. Yeah. I want to um, just welcome to our show. We've been welcoming all sorts of folks today to catch us up on uh, the situation. And Max Nesterak is from the Minnesota Reformer, and he has been really covering um, events as they happen. I mean, there are lots of reporters on the ground, and Max is one of them, and he has graciously taken some time out of his very busy day. I don't know if he got the nap that he was looking for, but Max, thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me on. Did you get your nap? You know, I tried. I closed my eyes for maybe like two minutes, and I don't. I, I can't sleep. I don't think anybody. I was even talking to neighbors to, to go get a cup of coffee, and I don't think anybody is sleeping right now. How could you? Yeah, That's right. So because true. the news is changing by the minute. Can you tell us a little bit, Max, about what your forty-eight hours has been, um, where you've been, and and um, I, you know, obviously, don't tell us everything you've seen, but some of the things that you've seen over the last couple days. Yeah, you know. I, I could best describe it as just I things just kept getting worse and worse and more destructive and more destructive. And uh, anytime I thought, you know, this has got to be the the nadir, the, the worst possible thing, um, then, you know, an hour later, something worse would happen. Mm. Um, you know, on Wednesday, there were what seemed to be peaceful but tense protests at, uh, outside the third precinct police station uh you'd have protesters lob a a water bottle at at police and they would respond with uh, rubber bullets and tear gas but there is still the hope that things might be de-escalated uh the mood over at 38th in chicago was totally different it was um, seemed somber but also hopeful people were talking about it, it was a positive um organization of people writing notes to George uh, and his family. Then, you know, hour by hour, tensions just seem to ramp up and and escalate. So, you know, on Wednesday, I thought, or on yesterday, I thought things would calm down, but then things got uh, even more violent. You, you saw looting of Target. We saw buildings catching on fire. And right as I was going to go to bed, Last night, I saw a report that the precinct had caught on fire, that the protesters had taken control of the police station, which to me, that was the thing that was totally unimaginable, that um, people could take over uh, a police station from heavily armed police officers. Uh, And from what I heard from people who saw it, it sounds like they were able to break in the windows and shoot fireworks in to the building uh, and started on fire that way. Uh, that's reports that I heard. Um, and so when I arrived, it was just complete 
chaos and mayhem. Uh, the uh, apart- an apartment building going up had already burned to the ground. The liquor store was on fire. Uh, I could see uh, the Arby's near there catch- catching on fire. Just that whole area around uh, East Lake and Hiawatha and Minnehaha was chaos. And that really did, it had this celebratory mood to it, but it was also just a destructive tone and tenor to it. Um, so later on, as it progressed, uh, people hijacked, uh, USPS mail trucks and they were driving them. They erratically nearly almost hitting people. I'm, I'm surprised from what I saw. I just thought I was going to get hit or someone else was going to get hit. Um, eventually they would tip those mail trucks over, light them on fire. Mm. And so at that point I, I went home and woke up to find that the national guard, um, had finally arrived and had arrested a CNN reporter. Uh, so it's just been unpredictable and and chaos. And and what are you, you know, Max, when you are out, uh, you know, in the spaces where this is happening and you are talking to people as you're reporting, what are you hearing from people? I'm hearing all different things. Um, you know, some people are there, there are a lot of, people who you might describe as tourists who are just going to the watch, going to see what is going on. Uh, I interviewed people who were standing right there as the precinct is going up in flames and people are throwing um, uh, firecrackers and people are lighting off fireworks. And they say, I don't think this is really the right thing that people should be doing. And uh, I wish we weren't, this is what isn't what happening. And then someone next to them would lob something at the, the precinct. Other people there say, you know what, this is what cops get. This is what they deserve for um, for killing George Floyd and for there not being justice. Uh, I, as you mentioned, there was also um, peaceful demonstrations. There was a peaceful demonstration yesterday in downtown Minneapolis that was for the most part peaceful until there were clashes, skirmishes with police, with tear gas. Um, one common thread in all of this is that People really wanted for the Hennepin County attorney, Mike Freeman, to charge and arrest the officers involved. Now, we just found out this afternoon over the past couple hours that uh, the officer, Derek Chauvin, has uh, been arrested, taken into custody and charged with third degree murder and second degree manslaughter. Uh, The other three officers who were involved in um, the incident that led to Floyd's death have uh, not been arrested uh, uh, Freeman, the county attorney, says he's waiting for the investigation to proceed. Max, I just want to say thank you. And as you know, we're wrapping up the show. I just want to thank you for taking, you know, um, a few minutes out of your day so that you could share with us because I've I've really, um, you know, enjoy maybe isn't the right word, but appreciated the coverage that you've been providing and, um, you know, stay safe and hopefully we'll be able to continue to to see, um, you know, the coverage that you're able to provide. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much, Max, for joining us. Uh, that's Max Nesternak. He's a reporter uh, for Minnesota, Minnesota Reformer.
Um, and I just want to quickly go back to our friend Matt Belanger and see if we have anything in this final kind of minute and a half oh, yeah. that we can report or share. Uh, so Nothing yet. Still waiting on still that waiting. Big, big news we're anticipating here that's going to affect everybody in the Twin Cities. We expect. Uh, so I'll be here. We're gonna we're gonna watch it for you for, throughout the next. Uh, we're gonna have Lori and Julia come on, and yep. uh, I'll be here. We'll, we'll be talking about the same things, and I you know I can talk about the cleanup efforts and all of that that's happening. So I uh, appreciate you having us. Up yeah. No. Well, we appreciate you so much, uh, especially because this is not what we are trained to do. We on the Colleen and Bradley show and on my talk one oh seven one are are exhaustively trained to talk about Kim Kardashian. And this <laughs> and, and you know what? slightly and wanna, outside of that. I want to tell you, you know what? You're fun and people come to you because they need an escape. Thank you. Whether it's this or COVID or yeah. any of it. Yeah. And so I thank you for being here and on the air. And guys, you put a smile on my face from time to time, Aww. and I am deeply grateful for that. So well, we, all, you, we all help each other. And to you know, my talk listeners, you're, you're the best bunch out there. And I, I really appreciate all the kind things that you've uh, sent to me for, for, for all of it. So Matt, thanks, guys. thank oh, you so sweet. much. And we're glad you are uh, safe. Yes, well. that also. Yeah. Um, and I do just want to say to everybody who listens to the Colleen and Bradley show, who listens to my talk 1071, uh, we will eventually get back. Back to talking about the frivolous. Oh, they're not going anywhere. They're not going. The celebrities are still celebrityying. Um, but right now, while our city is in this turmoil, we needed to have these hours to talk through it, to process it, to to listen uh, to different voices. And uh, we will be back on Monday. Everybody, stay safe this weekend. Please. Bye. Bye. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.